Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Guo from Peak Cannabis Podcast. We're doing a Facebook Live event direct right from Brampton. <laughs> and uh, with us today, we have uh, Stephanie. Do you want to introduce, her, introduce yourself? Sure. I am Stephanie Karasik from Strain Print. Can you guys hear and see me? Yes, Excellent. we can. Awesome. Hi, it's, a little, it's a little pixelated where, where I'm looking. That's why I asked you. Uh, yes, and I am. I have the good fortune of being in Scarborough, Ontario. It's still cold. <laughs> it is. It is. And yes. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandra Kuto, and I'm a pharmacist uh, working at Pearson's. Awesome. Okay. So I thought that um, it'd be great to, to have you on, uh, Stephanie, to talk about... Um, your medical journey with using uh, cannabis and how you came to be involved with uh, starting Strain Print is that sure? Um, yeah, that'd be maybe good for letting our listeners uh, absolutely. Find out about that. Yeah. So um, interesting, Sandra. My father is a pharmacist. Well, he's sort of retired now, but I grew up in a pharmacy, so oh, I have nice. much admiration for that line of work. Um, yeah, so in 2014, I decided to give medical cannabis a try. Now, mm -hmm. I had um, tried it previously in my 20s, but recreationally a couple of times and, and nothing else. So where was I in 2014 is I was on, uh, I had been on various SSRIs over the course of my life. I had been always suffering from dysthymia. So like a chronic low-level depression and anxiety, sort of a GAD. And the final diagnosis was it was a, like a PTSD from a childhood trauma. So it was, um, it, was, it was getting kind of to the point where I thought, I can't, I don't think these SSRIs are, are, are doing anything. I just feel numb um, and I, I'm open to other forms of medication because what, what have I got to lose? So... Luckily, I was able to go and see a wonderful physician who um, got me my recommendation. And um, I was just open to trying it. I didn't know if it would work or not work. And I actually feel quite fortunate sitting here almost four years later saying that uh, I, I'm like one of those lucky ones that it really works well for. Um, so I um, Decided first of all that I, I, I only vaporize. I, I don't use oils. Uh, for me, I use it for mood, and I find it more of an immediate, uh, you know, uptake. And also, um, I can control throughout the day. You know, your moods change. You're lower. You're higher. Whatever. So I kind of medicate accordingly. But the way that I was able to figure that out was that I started keeping a very extensive uh, notebook, very extensive journal, and it was something that my doctor had suggested I try to do, but I didn't really, a couple months into using cannabis, I was like, no, there's no way I can't remember why yesterday was so much better than today. Oh, and I started writing it down and realizing that for many, many times it was just about the dosage. Uh, other times it was about um, if I used a strain that was super heavy in, in one terpene, but I didn't know what those were yet. I was able to see those correlations as as I jotted these notes down. And after doing this for a couple months, I brought in my notebook to my doctor, to the, uh, to my follow-up appointment. And, uh, he was really astounded. And he said, you know what, like if, if all my patients did this right now, yeah. we could, we could move along science pretty quickly. Um, right. and it made me realize that, you know, luckily I am kind of a nerd and I love, I love, 
documenting everything and data and all that. So for me, it was sort of a no-brainer to think about. Uh, and I'm also sort of a creative person. I was in advertising for 15 years. Um, and just one quick thing. I'm going to get you to move over a little bit because you're getting cut off. There. Yeah, perfect. Right. right there. You got it. We so could so anyway, long story short, I, I, I basically thought there has to be an app for this. There has to right. be because I, it's too cumbersome to to always write things down. And, it's, and quite frankly, I don't think most people would even want to do that. It's not for everyone. So if we can make something, a piece of software that's super easy to use, that really just prompts you for your before medicating and after medicating and gets all that other information in there sneakily somehow, um, then we're onto something. So Stephanie, um, when you were speaking to your doctor about this, no one else had ever done this? I mean, no, uh, no other patient had ever done this before? You were like the first patient Listen, I can't answer that. I no, from what I I was doing my own research when I first came up with the idea for the app. So I was like, well, there's got to be something. I'm like, I'm going mm-hmm. on this Google Play, the iTunes. I'm, I'm looking around and I was Googling things and there really wasn't anything. Like, wow. uh, like, like here, I always point to my Fitbit. Here, show it, show it, show it this way. You gotta come this way. Show with your hand this way. The other, other oh, side. Oh, the other side. We're getting there. We're getting there. There, 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 yeah. Okay. Tell us about so I, I actually, you know, I've been wearing this thing for the last probably five years or so. And your Fitbit. I, I just, I'm a person who thinks these things are useful for, for, for some people. Um, and so when it came to the idea of kind of uh, software to help people track their medicating, with cannabis, um, I couldn't find anything. And my doctor hadn't seen anything like this. So he was like, just, I mean, you know, he said, I've heard people say they want to come up with an idea for this or that. Right, right. Yeah. But I, I uh, you know, if people, the other thing is if someone says to me, uh, yeah, don't waste your time. I get, I, I'm like, I have to prove them wrong. So, <laughs> right. So it's like yeah. a Fitbit for medical cannabis. That's, yeah. I mean, I, I would, yes, that's kind of how I think about it. Right. Wow. That's incredible. So I'm just curious. We had another guest tell us about their difficulty in picking the strains. Yeah. So, and so how would you, uh, what type of advice would you give to people about how do they go about that? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously perhaps mm-hmm. using strain print, but. Is there any other tips or tricks you would recommend on how do they go about picking the right strain for themselves? Yeah, I mean, that is that is a, an incredibly, it's a great question, and it's certainly one that requires a lot of thought. Um, and that's, um, so strain print, yes. I mean, now we're, we're uh, into, we've been around for coming up on two years, so now mm-hmm. we have a lot of crowdsourced data to help people make those selections based on their symptoms or disease states. So right. that's, that's sort of a good starting point. Yeah, so same thing. We always say start low, go slow. So no matter what it is that you're trying, you never want to have an adverse event, right? So that's uh-huh. the first thing. Um, but in terms of selecting strains, we can learn a lot from the data. And what we can see is, depending on what it is that you're trying to treat, look for strains that have uh, this, this combination of terpenes that seem to be affecting other patients with similar symptoms. So if you're looking for something to sleep with, um, you know, for example, you you know, you're better off to look at strength. If you're just looking at flour, first and foremost, oil is a a slightly different story. We know that. But if you're looking for flour um, and vaporizing it, of course, being the the first uh, preferred method or smoking it if if you can't vaporize it, um, to find something that has terpene in myrcene 
or linalool. These are terpenes that are sedating or analgesic or um, showing patients to have uh, a more of a sedating effect. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for conversely, if you're somebody who struggles a lot, like, like I do sometimes, just getting up off the couch, um, you do not want to load down on those types of strains right. because they're going to make it harder for you to get up and off the couch. Right. So you want strains that are higher in caryophylline, for example, or limonene. Right. <clears throat> and then it's just a little bit of trial and error. I always say to people, like, you know, the one thing that sucks about uh, buying can <laughs> through the uh, LPs sometimes is that you have to buy like five grams. Some of them do sell 3.5 grams. Right. And I don't know all the, the different parameters of uh, every LP, but it's, it's hard to commit to a strain until you try it a couple of times. Right. So I always say to people, be prepared to try lots of different things and trial and error, and you're going to find something that works best for you. So we're still the trial and error kind of stage here. Like we don't, we're unable to tell patients that, you know what, this is the one you need to use. I mean, you you did give some basic guidelines on the terpenes. Definitely. And how how much stock do you put into the Indica hybrid sativa kind of, you know, zero? That's what I was thinking. Okay. So really, we don't care too much. How about this? That sounds rather, you know, I'm not a, a very harsh kind of person. It's just that it's it's not really indicas. There's indicas that can make me feel very energized, and there's sativas that can make me feel very very dopey. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to kind of like, yeah, to kind of categorize them like that because really it's just it's the whole plan. It's what we call the entourage effect that actually creates uh, the the effect. And again, I always I, I have to qualify that by saying uh, when you're using oils. Um, I'm not as versed in terpenes and oils because you have to ingest those terpenes and the stomach acids don't exactly interpret, or I think it sort of, it doesn't have the same effect. Um, if you are using a, a sublingual uh, oil or a product or a tincture that can be absorbed into the mucous membrane, then it's uh, terpenes would arguably work better there. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie, how many patients are actually using the strain print app right now? And, um, you know, in which patients would you recommend to start using an app like this? So first of all, we, I'm, we're never telling exact numbers of patients, but we can tell you that we have tens of thousands and it grows rapidly every day, every week, every month. I'm astounded by how many people have joined the platform and uh, also super excited because that, that means... Uh, that we are getting that much more crowdsourced data. Mm -hmm. As far as who should be using it, in my opinion, everybody who's Mm -hmm. using medical cannabis. And we're also working very hard right now on our V2 of the app, which is, yeah, guys, I can't even, like, I can't even tell you, like, how excited. We've been working on this for months now, so I'll be very excited to share this. Maybe I'll come back in a few months and share with you what we've done. Right. Um, because, Do you actually have a? Can we actually see the app or uh, the Sorry. actual <laughs> app? The actual <laughs> the app that we're developing now, the V two, and I'll tell you what it is. It's really uh, we've been in market two years now, so we're free on the uh, app store and Google Play. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so we've had uh, we have over one million patient health records or tracked sessions wow. from patients as a, or just over one million today. So um, that's a lot of data. 
And um, the reason that I think anybody who's using medical cannabis should be tracking it is because you have no idea if how certain things are going to impact you. And here's the thing. If you're using other medications, uh, which a lot of people are, and, and that's amazing. We don't want to discourage that in any way. We want to be able to show you that you have to take this as seriously as any other medication. Mm -hmm. So if you're taking an SSRI or a benzo or whatever it is that you need to take to cope with your particular ailments, sorry, I'm trying. Um, we'll just do the head, head tilt. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Right? It's hard to stay still. I'm a very, like, uh, I'm a movie talker. Yeah. I, talk, I move a lot when I talk. Um, then, uh, then I think it's really important to for yourself as well as for your, whoever your doctor is, your physician, to be able to see what you're doing and how it's working mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. um, we also believe that um, now that cannabis is recreationally legal in Canada, we have a whole other population of folks that are trying it as medicine because they couldn't get their hands on it before. Right. And there's a lot of guidance that's needed there. I just feel like it's, it's something that we have to help people on board and to learn how to do properly. I would ask you a question because you have a lot of experience from, from I guess, looking, looking at the data. Are you seeing that particular companies, uh, the quality of their, of their product is, diff is differentiating in their effectiveness? Like, do you see that, you know, potentially, you know, um, if, if some product is, uh, you know, maybe it's not as pure or it's gone bad or something, I guess that's possible that... Well, there are differences? Like they still might be the same strain, but... So, so yeah, 100%. And I don't know if that's from gamma radiation. I don't yeah. know if that's just the particular way it's grown. I don't know much about cultivation and how that works. Mm -hmm. um, but I do know that there are strains, and I can speak from my own personal experience as well as the data. There are some strains that are... They look on paper to be great, yes. but they do nothing for me. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, how can this be? I'm going to try it one more time. Nothing. So I'm I'm very much a proponent of. First of all, you have to. Tr everybody's different, so you very have personal. to. Very personal. Yeah, it's very personal. So yeah. what may not work as well for me might work okay for you. Mm -hmm. But what I what I love about the crowdsource data is if you give the same thing to 100 people and 80 people have a great experience or a decent experience with it. Mm -hmm. And we rate everything is uh, in percentages, so we can tell like the efficacy uh, based on a certain symptom would be. I, for me, when I look at the data, I'm looking at anything that's over forty percent. I think is fantastic right, in terms right. of efficacy. That's right. just my that's my the way I look at it. Like so, if I'm just trying to cull through it and look at something interesting, if I see something over forty, I'm like, this is interesting. That means three hundred people have said that that gave them an efficacy of forty percent. I'm down for that if that's something I'm going to try. You, you must be hearing people who say, well, you know, this is self-reported data and like, you know, there's some bias sure. because of that. So how do you, how do you manage, um, did, yeah. Yeah, uh, respond to that? I mean, placebo may be the 30% perhaps. Is that how? Yeah. I mean, so look, a, um, <laughs> I walked them through how the app works and, and what it is is that you set it up to, um, to ask you how severe your symptoms are when you track your medicine. So let's say, let's mm -hmm. take a headache, for example. Right. So you're rating your headache um, in terms of a medical pain scale rating of a t an 8 on 10. You know this is a bad headache. It's an 8 on 10. You put that in the tracker, and then it's set to notify you once your cannabis is sort of kicked into your system. So we give people who are 
inhaling it 20 minutes, and if you're ingesting it orally, uh, about an hour or two, you can, you can tweak that. But anyway, the point being, if you're tapping someone on the shoulder, once the cannabis is in their system, and they're hopefully receiving relief, and you say, how bad's your headache now? Ah, so you can't remember pain, but when you're asking me right in the moment, I can say, you know what, it's definitely not an eight. I'm gonna give it a five. Because you're actually asking me when I'm feeling that hopeful mm-hmm. benefit. So right. I say to somebody, yes, it's, it's, it's self-reported, but we're really asking people to, to, to take it seriously. You know, we, you sign a little, you, you know, end user license agreement. Just this is, this is medical data. You take it seriously. Like, that's the whole purpose of doing it. So anybody can say, I, I, can, I, can, I can evaluate my pain on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, right. Whether that be for anxiety or, or or some sort of physical pain, and then you're putting in your relief symptoms while you're experiencing them. So, right. can everyone do that? No. Are there gamers? Yes. Do we have algorithms to help sort of cleanse the data? Yes. Yes. Um, and we just try and uh, we try and 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 the more data that we get, mm-hmm. um, the better the better we can report. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie, you were mentioning about patients having to sign something or maybe a, a consent. So you um, and your is license that, agreement. Yeah, is that to, to protect patients around their 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 data and and how does StrainPrint manage that in terms of protecting patient confidentiality? Yeah, StrainPrint is we have worked very very tirelessly to make sure that of course the app is the the, the data is treated. It's a medical record, right? So we are HIPAA, HIPAA, HIPAA. I don't I don't know all the terms uh, mm-hmm. compliant. Um, but the data actually is, is not stored on your device, uh, and it is, you own the data, so no one's stealing it from you. We're just, you're just telling us that in, in exchange for using the app, we're just anonymizing the data, and we're, we're looking at as, uh, global data so that we can help inform um, physicians and researchers and government, and that's what we do. So what are types of the trends that you're seeing? I know that I had a chance to... Uh... See from Joya, uh, you know, like I think the last three months or something, CBD was being prescribed. I think by fifty yeah. percent of, of yeah. products, uh, 50, CBD products were in the top Compared five to out flowers. of ten or something like yeah. that. So, where are you, what type of trends are you seeing? With yeah, strain? I mean, this is this is pretty this is pretty much what we would expect uh, now that uh, that uh, cannabis is legal here in Canada. Um, you know, a lot of newer. People are trying it for the first time, and they might be trepidatious a little bit. So, of course, um, CBD products are are a lot better to start on. So that makes a ton of sense. Um, but we're also seeing a lot of uh, interesting data. With I don't have the actual numbers, so bear with me. But we see a, a large population of baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sort of, I don't even know if you want to call exact where even fifty plus. 50 plus uh, patients that are not only using cannabis, but are having great success with it. So that, that's very encouraging for me to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess that a lot of the data can be used for informing around not only outcomes, but also, you know, research and, and helping to sort of move and evolve the research in, in medical cannabis. Right. I, I mean, I think this is, yeah, absolutely needed right now um, with so much going on and the education uh, to support patients and also the clinicians. So 
Yeah. Excellent. And very exciting. Very exciting. Can't wait to see the second version <laughs> of the app. Well, listen, the second version really, and I will say this, uh, not to, to tease it too much, but the ideas that we've implemented or we are implementing are largely from our user base. So they've said to us, it would be great if the app could do this. It would be really amazing if I could do this. And we've listened to just about all of those things. We've amalgamated those comments, uh, comments from our customers as well. And uh, we're, we're going to make sure this product is, is sensational. And, and we'll also help um, recreational or adult use users as well to, uh, to help them along. Yeah, I was just about to go uh, talk about that. So what percentage of people are, are not medical cannabis users or, or like, you know, people are getting it from dispensaries or not? Yeah, we have, I mean, I could, I could find that data for you if I was on my, uh, on my portal right now, which I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, I, like, we have more medical patients under the ACMPR than, um, sorry, my phone's ringing, I'm just putting it away. Um, then we have non-medical patients, but uh, I can't tell you the split right now. I'm sure that it's it's uh, it's growing, but I would say as well as I as I alluded to earlier that I do believe that a lot of people are accessing uh, medicine through the recreational market that are using yeah. it medically. Yeah, I think that's what's. I heard somewhere that ninety percent of the rec market still, or like the legal market, still ninety percent compared to the medical market. Sorry, the way just say it again. So, what did you hear? The people are still buying illegally or under uh, that. That market's like ninety percent of total sales compared to the medical market. Should be. You mean the gray, the gray black market? The gray, yeah, Mm. exactly. Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, there's so many factors. There's the taxes and there's the quality perceived. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt that that's probably the case. But uh, Mm. I think that'll. As you know, as the LPs, uh, you know, get more uh, savvy in terms of figuring out like how to market and sell somehow to their mm-hmm. to their customers. Sorry, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think those numbers will start right. to shift. Yeah, it's so, pretty. It's pretty early on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can you share with us um, what kind of collaboration StrainPrint is is maybe entertaining with researchers or organizations? that are looking to support medical cannabis. I mean, I know we're excited to be partnering with you. Uh, yeah, we're thrilled. we're thrilled. And, and also Spark Cannabis, uh, our clinic. But what kind of uh, collaborations does StrainPrint have um, yeah. moving forward in the research arena? We are very excited to be working with a, uh, a company out of Israel right now who is formulating a, uh, a line of products for women's health. Uh, specifically for endometriosis, and uh, it's being run by one of the top obstetricians in the in that region in the Middle East. Um, so they're pretty serious about uh, about what they're doing, and they're using our data to uh, help formulate the right products. Um, and um, you know what's what's so incredible about living here in Canada right now is that we have because of the ACMPR program. We have medicine that is being, um, we, can, we can really learn a lot from people that are using these, these, these products because we know what's in them, they're tested. Right. And um, this, is, this is a game changer globally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can, from the data that we're able to collect uh, today, 
will be able to inform um, not just you know research. Uh, we have we actually have like a, a, a couple of different research uh, initiative initiatives going on right now. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say what they are. I can't say because I don't know. No, no, that's okay. Uh, But yeah, there's a couple of them. There's one out of Duke University and there's one out of Washington State University. So that's awesome. um, All of them are, uh, you know, and the government as well uh, of Canada is is very interested in in what what we're we're doing. So Mm -hmm. that to be honest, is is very exciting for me. Yeah, yeah. Puts Canada on the map for sure. Yeah, yeah it does. Absolutely. It does. And you know what? I think uh, you can squabble and talk about all the problems there are with the, you know, the, the system, and, and there are. But at the end of the day, we're pretty fortunate to be living mm-hmm. here and to be able to uh, access this medicine. Agreed. Agreed. So just a, a little bit of information for our listeners and viewers. Um, they can go to the App Store and download Strain Print for free. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, so you don't have to be coming to our clinic. Or they, if they're using medical cannabis or cannabis, they should they can just go and start recording their how the cannabis is working for them. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. If they go through your clinic, uh, they will get a special activation code, which will give right. them some bonus points. Uh, and also uh, kind of modifies the app a little bit to uh, to have your look and feel, which is what we what we do with a lot of our clients. Um, and it also uh, helps the clinic uh, have a sandbox of their of their patients. So that's why we do those things. But uh, you know, we we have this really cool loyalty program that we started uh, because we we intrinsically felt that people needed a little bit of extra motivation to do this to track. Uh, and we can say almost two years later that it works and people love the swag and they love the, we've given away hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of apes and grinders and shirts and hats and blankets and <laughs> today put the hat on oh that's cool oh wow, wow. <laughs> uh did we send you all your i swag? think i got i did i, I, I actually got it i actually got a hat okay so good I'm just and i'm wearing it and my son was like uh i don't know he was <laughs> it looks great <laughs> in so any I'm, case I'm, um yeah, yeah so great. so we we encourage people not only you know it it's free but you also even get stuff out of it so, okay we're gonna we're gonna wrap up because we're frozen anyways all Our right. screen just froze. Thank you so much but for, st- thank for you sharing. So yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I hope that I was able to help some people with uh, any questions that they may have had. Um, but thank you, guys. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Take, care. Take care. Thanks, Stephanie. Bye. Stephanie. Bye. January the 21st, 1978, I lost my big brother. He was in remission from leukemia, and he had caught the chickenpox virus. He was immunocompromised and he couldn't fight it and he passed away. That basically set the trajectory of my life from that point on. And I really struggled from age six on with constant depression and anxiety and just horrible kind of fears of of death. That was just what was to be my reality. By the time I was in my 20s, I had sought help and I had been on different medications to help with some of the sadness and things didn't really work. I was either very numb from the medication, the side effects. I never felt 
great on them, and I certainly didn't feel great off of them, so it was kind of a no-man's land. After I'd had my two kids, I started feeling immensely scared about losing them in a way that I couldn't comprehend. It was more of a pervasive, ongoing feeling like at any moment they were just going to be, you know, hit with some horrible ailment and taken out. By the time they were, I don't know, at this age, I think around nine and seven around there, I sought a new doctor to try and figure out how I can deal with some of this never-ending darkness that I was dealing with. Through several conversations, it somehow came up that cannabis was helping soldiers that had PTSD. I decided that, okay, um, she's willing to send me to a clinic, I will get a prescription. Over the course of those first few weeks, I realized, oh my God, for the first time in my life, I actually felt joy. What I also started realizing was that different strains that I was trying didn't work as well. They affected me differently, quite differently. And, and as I was kind of going through these experiences, I felt compelled to write it down. I need to see what's working, what's not working. It occurred to me, I wear a Fitbit to track my steps. I'm like, why is there no software that actually could track how I'm medicating? I was not the only person that felt overwhelmed by where to start with cannabis. The reason that I do what I'm doing is so that other people could experience some of that joy and some of that quality of life that I got back. <laughs>